I guess every superhero needs his theme music, so here we come in with another episode of Tales of an American VDR. Yes, you can laugh at that. You go ahead. Laugh <laughs> laugh it up, fuzzball, as they say in Star Wars. So, hey, I'm Matt McLean. That's Danielle Haggerty. How are you doing this fine evening, my friend? I'm good. I'm good. And are, are we not Tales of an American SDR, not BDR? Oh, Jesus. Did I just say BDR? You, I think you did. Did I? Tales of an did American you? SDR. Well, we talked about this last week, how the BDR-SDR title is interchangeable. So maybe I should just create a new logo now that we've got uh, a snafu <laughs> by the one of the hosts so right here at the, at the beginning. Um, yeah, so Tales of an American SDR, thank you so much for joining us for episode two. Um, if you joined us for episode one, you're probably related to us or you work with us. Um, and so we thank you for tuning in. Um, if you are tuning in for episode two and you have no idea what we're talking about, uh, I'm, I'm afraid we're not going to do the recap again. Um, but we, you are more than welcome to connect with us on Twitter. That's American SDR on Twitter. Uh, you're also welcome to connect with us on LinkedIn. So in the show description, you'll see uh, links for both of our LinkedIn accounts there. Please feel free to connect with us there as well. Um, and we would love to to connect with you. And of course, if you want to reach out to the show, you can do that through email. That's the fastest way to get a hold of us and let us know what you think. Uh, that is theamericansdr at gmail.com. And if you do, by the way, Danielle, if you remember last week, we did the 30 seconds to Danielle and 30 seconds yes. to Matt. Yeah, that was a very popular segment, as you are well aware. Um, it was. <laughs> it was very popular. Uh, if you want to re- listen to that, go back to episode one and you can listen to that. So, hey, this is episode two. The first show, we tackled cold emails, which is you know, part of the sales cycle for every outbound effort that anyone's ever going to do. But another very integral part of the sales cycle, the outreach cycle, is calls. Cold calls. And that's what this episode Everyone's is about. Everyone's favorite. Everyone's favorite, right? I mean, it's just, that is, um, you, and, and that's a great way to, to like lead off the conversation at the end of, right here. Right here, is it your favorite part? Is it your Danielle favorite part? Absolutely not. <laughs> and tell me why. Tell me why it's not your favorite part. I, so I am that person that if I need to make a call, just like in my personal life, I will do everything I can to put it off. Sure. Or if I need to sure. make an appointment at my doctor, I will try to find any way possible to not make that phone call. <laughs> and yet here I am in sales doing so outbound cold that calling. Is, that is interesting. Uh, <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld, who is one of my favorite comedians, as you know, um, and I grew up in, in the Seinfeld generation because I'm old, um, he, he has a, uh, a great bit where he talks about uh, calling people with the intention that their voicemail hopefully picks up because they don't actually want to talk to people. You know, they, they yeah. you don't want to talk. You, you want to just leave a message about whatever it is you were calling about so that they will call you back and then, of course, leave you a message because you're not going to pick up the phone. Right, right? yeah. Yeah, so it's just an endless series of voicemails back and forth. Um, you know, I, 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 and when someone picks up, they're very surprised when people pick up. You're just like, oh, I, 
I, I I didn't know that you would be there. I was uh, just wanting to leave a message saying, sorry, I missed you. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, that, that but that's what outbound calling is all about. It is trying to connect with someone that you've already reached out to. So you want to try to make that connection with them over the phone, because at the end of the day, that's probably where the most action is going to happen. If you can get them on the phone, because you can actually yeah. make your pitch, right? I, uh, my, for me, for me, it, it didn't used to be my, my favorite thing. It sometimes is, and sometimes isn't. And I'll explain what I mean by that. I, um, please do. You can, you can really get on a roll sometimes when you're making calls and it all, it only takes making the connection with one person, having a good call one time in a day and you just, that adrenaline will get you going and make you that'll take you through a call block. I mean, you can crank out oh, 15, yeah. 20 calls happily, you know, um, if you can make that one call, one connection. Um, I will say this. I, uh, and I'm muting my laptop because it's going off because our manager, <laughs> Eric is responding to all of our e-cards. Uh, Eric, uh, shout out to Eric Reddy. If oh, you're, okay. if you're, if you're, uh, if you're listening, uh, we love you, man. Um, but, um, but yeah, so it, if you get rolling with something, yeah, you absolutely can go for a while on that, man. Yeah, I can live off of a good QC for like a week, a good qualifying call. I can live oh, on that yeah. for a week. But if I'm just leaving voicemails all day, oh, it takes ten times longer. It feels like. Yeah. Now we're going to talk like about days. we're going to talk about voicemails. Yes, it does. We're going to talk about voicemails a little later in the show. I want to hold the voicemail conversation yes. for later because that is a really good one. But let me ask you this: as far as making outbound calls is there a perfect time to call during the day and do you think there's a perfect day during the week to call and we'll tackle the first part first so time and then day of the week okay well i think they're kind of related actually but um time for me is usually afternoons but i think it depends on your industry Mm -hmm. um so here where we're working with hr professionals i find it's easier for me to connect with people. I looked this up the other day and by the other day, I mean like two minutes ago, like around three, two, three o'clock, two, three o'clock in the afternoon. And that's like local Mm -hmm. time. So like if you're calling into the Eastern Eastern time time. zone, move an hour, if you're in central, whatever, just make it two to two to three o'clock local time to whoever you're calling. Okay. I like for me. I, I, I will have days when, um, I get up and, and, and I like, there are, uh, just a little bit of a personal situation. I have my, my kids are here with me every other week. So we share custody of our kids with our, uh, ex spouses and we have a great arrangement where we're week on week off and it works really well for all of us. And so on the weeks that I don't have any kids here and then I, you know, my wife and mother-in-law go to work at seven, seven thirty in the morning, I've got the whole house to myself. So I'll be very productive in the morning on those days, right? So I'll get up, I'll start cranking out the tasks on on sales loft, yeah. and I'll just be cranking, cranking, and then I'll I'll, I'll look up and it'll be nine o'clock, and the only thing I left I've got to do now is my calls. So amazing. So now now I've now I start making calls in the morning. Does it? It doesn't really result. I wouldn't say so far in a lot of a total difference. I would say sometimes you you can get lucky and get somebody in the morning. Um, and in days to call, I would agree. You said you said they were kind of related. So is it, you're talking about industry wide? Is that what you're talking about? As far as like you said, time no, and 
like time and day are kind of related? So for me, time and day are kind of related. So like Monday afternoons are usually pretty good for me to catch somebody on the phone or Friday mornings or Wednesday afternoons. So, so Monday afternoon, Wednesday afternoon, Friday morning. Yeah. Okay. I will counter that and say, I like Monday afternoons too. I like Wednesday mornings and I like Friday afternoons. I've had some decent luck on Friday afternoons. Interesting. I think it's the mindset is it's the end of the week. You pretty much don't have anything to do, or maybe you've got not a lot to do. You're, you, you're killing time in the office till you have to leave and the phone rings. So you go ahead and pick it up. So that's, that's sort of been what I've heard sometimes with some reps talk about, uh, that, um, now, my, I do have to say mine is like 11.30 in the morning on Fridays. Like it's right before lunch Okay, that I connect with them. So Okay. Now that's another thing too. I've actually had some decent luck calling around lunchtime because a lot of people still do the whole eat at their desk thing. And yep. so they'll just pick up the phone while either they're, they just finished eating, they're not, they hadn't gotten back on their task yet. You know, they hadn't really, done, they don't have any meetings scheduled until like one or two o'clock. So they're just sitting at their desk. I have had a little bit of luck with that as well. So that's, that's a good tip, you know, call either right before or right after the lunch hour and you might get lucky if it's a direct dial kind of situation. Yeah. yeah. If it's that main line, sometimes it's a little trickier. It is a little trickier there. Now, we, I wanted to talk a little bit because I have seen um, on LinkedIn with some of the people that I follow, and it is, as you pointed out earlier when we had our kind of talk about the show, talking about different apps that sometimes people use to connect with people. So I've seen people talking about WhatsApp, and I know that WhatsApp is a, is a communication app that is way more prevalent in foreign countries, in in Europe and in Africa and Asia, huge in those areas. A lot of people use that. I think it has to do something with the encryption too. There's something along the lines of like uh, the messages are, are are kind of encrypted and they don't stay on servers and that kind of thing. Whereas with like Facebook and other things like that. So, but you looked up a great stat here in the U.S., and it's just almost... How, what was the statistic you found? Yeah. Um, as of June 2021, almost 80 million people in the U.S. are using it. So which is, think, seems yeah, like a lot think, of people. Yeah, if you think about the adult population in the U.S. probably is in the neighborhood of 225 to 250 million people. That's a fully a third of those that's people. A you know, good chunk. Yeah, that's a good chunk of uh, maybe 20, 25, 30% of people using WhatsApp. Now, you did have a caveat with that. And then one of the caveats you said was that, what was it you had said that, about that? Yeah, so when I looked up that number, um, doing some quick Google research, um, Google research, most of those people are using it to uh, talk to people outside of the U.S. So if they have family, family members in other countries, they're using WhatsApp to converse. Got so it. not so, necessarily U.S. to U.S., Right. So, so, I mean, what do you think? I mean, would that be something that you would try? Do you think you would try WhatsApp? Do you think that would be, or, 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 I mean, let's just say any app that comes along for communication outside of just picking up the phone and, and calling someone, do you think you would try something like that? I don't know if I would. I'm that kind of person that it seems a little like that's my private communication device that maybe I heard. 
app that I use to talk to my family. And if somebody's trying to sell me something on it, I might get really offended. Sure. I can see, I can see that. Like if you like tried to connect with somebody on Facebook, I could see that that would be a problem, right? That'd be so weird. That would be so weird. That would be so weird. Obviously LinkedIn is there for us. And I mean, it's a typical thing to connect with somebody on LinkedIn, but I don't know that I see WhatsApp as a, personal thing I, I've never used it so I've I, as far well I've used it but not for business so I don't really have any idea like what the impact of that would be and I love if we have people that are tuning in uh, to the podcast that use WhatsApp either here in the states or outside of the United States if you use WhatsApp and you're good at it and you have success with it we'd love to hear from you uh, shoot us an email at the American SDR gmail.com uh, connect with us on Twitter, American SDR on Twitter. Um, let us know. Well, yeah, hey, I use WhatsApp and I got this kind of response from it. Let us know, right? I mean, we would love to hear from somebody who's had success with it. Yeah, that'd be great because I don't. I I've used it like once or twice, and I don't even know how I'd find somebody. Well, I think it is has it phone to number? do. With, I don't even. Yeah, know. it is. It is phone numbers because if you have someone's mobile number, I'm pretty sure. In your phone, because I think it actually has to be in your phone, like in your address book. Okay. So if you have somebody's phone number in your address book, then they match that up with somebody's WhatsApp account. So that would mean you would have to add these mobile numbers. Let's say we have, you know, mobile numbers on our on our in Salesforce. We'd have to add them to our personal phone with a contact name and, and mm-hmm. you know, and everything. And then we'd have to go into WhatsApp and then we'd have to like allow it to search our contacts for people that have WhatsApp and then, then we'd see if they're there. Yeah. And you're, and you're, smi- you're smiling as if to say, yeah, that, that's not going to happen anytime soon. No. Not doing that. I keep my phone personal for personal. I try not to keep anything <laughs> on my phone for work. <laughs> now, I will say this. Uh, just for convenience sake, because we, we use a, a, an app for dialing out voice over IP. And... Uh, just because they haven't asked for a plug, I'm not going to give them a plug right now. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> no, I will give them a plug. Actually, I will give them a plug. Uh, we use a, an app called uh, Gemini, and it actually was a company that was founded by a couple of people that used to work at Reward Gateway. So, um, but we use their app, and they actually have an ability within the settings to, like, if you get an inbound call, to forward that call. And I do have that call forwarded to my cell phone because I don't want to miss it. And and the reason why I do that is because if I'm working and I'm sitting at my desk, I can see the window pop up and say, oh, I've got an inbound call. So I need to answer that. And then it kind of lets me do what I need to do. So, and that has happened a handful of times where people have called me back. It's only been a handful, but it has happened. I had it happen like once and I was very confused as to why, because it went to my cell phone because Jiminy forwards it, which is great. And I was like, what is this number? Who is this? Well, I mean, just I didn't like answer all it our... quite like that, but like, well, yeah, but I mean, just like, off guard. Just like all of our prospects, we typically don't answer unknown uh, phone numbers. So you know, we're, no. we're we're just like our prospects, Danielle. I know. Oh, I was waiting for my doctor to call. <laughs> I actually got someone one time to answer the phone, um. And they answered, this was an outbound call, of course, but they answered the phone and they said the only reason they picked up was because they have a vacation property in the area code that I happen to be calling from. Oh my God. And they thought somebody was calling about a problem with their vacation home. It was the only reason they picked up. Oh no. 
I did get her to have a very brief conversation with me, uh, which didn't turn into anything, but at least, you know, had a conversation. You had the convo. It's better than mm. the immediate click. Oh, I hate the immediate click. hate the hang-up. Yep. Don't, I, I will say, with this particular role, I have not gotten a ton of hang-ups. Typically, it's just straight to voicemail, or I don't have time to talk right now, or, you know, that kind of thing. Which, you hate that, right? Because why are you even answering the I phone? Why, why? I know. Or my, my personal favorite is, I'm in a meeting. If you're in a meeting, why are you answering your phone? <laughs> are you actually in a meeting? <laughs> why don't you put me on speakerphone and I'll say hey to everybody? Right? <laughs> like, I mean, that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. All right. So, look. Feedback time. We didn't get any feedback. We got zero no. feedback. And I want you to call out the two people who you asked at the office to send an email for feedback and that didn't do it. Are you brave I, enough to call them out? Sure. I was talking to David and Calvin in the <laughs> office last Thursday. Just to be clear, this is David Martin, our lead researcher <laughs> at Reward Gateway, and Calvin Wiles, who is one of the senior most inbound SDRs at Reward Gateway. You two have been called out, Okay. You two have been called out. You did not respond to the feedback question. And so, therefore, now you must respond. And we're going to put the same question out there that we had last week since we had no responses, just like a, a, a proper sales coach would do. You didn't do respond the first time? Well, we're going to put it out there a second time. The question is, how many words do you keep your subject lines to? So this is about cold emails. How many, how many words do you keep your subject lines to? Why? Do you do it that way? Why is what's your logic behind it? So email the show, the American SDR gmail.com, specifically talking to David and Calvin. Email the show at the American SDR at gmail.com. Even if it's a picture of you flipping us off, that's fine. Uh, we'll take that and we'll run with it. Um, but yes, we need your feedback to let us know uh, how many words do you keep your subject lines to and why. So again, reach us online through email the brilliant email tool that's the american sdr at gmail.com now danielle yes do you see a difference in cold calling strategies if you're calling inbound leads versus outbound leads is the approach 100 percent different is it 50% different? What? How do you kind of characterize an inbound approach versus an outbound approach? So just to clarify, are you talking about the calls themselves once I get somebody on the phone or my cadence or the voicemails that I leave or there are I, a lot of things that go into cold calling. Let's do, let's do, <laughs> let's do the, the first and third thing. So the first thing is when you get somebody on the phone, what do you say? And then the third thing yeah. you said, which was voicemails. Well, we're going to get to voicemails in just a minute. But, like, when you get somebody yeah. on the phone, they're an inbound lead. Maybe it's a demo request. Maybe they downloaded something from your website. Maybe they showed up at a webinar. Are you talking to them differently than you would be if they are 1,000% not expecting your call and 1,000% have never heard of you? Oh, absolutely. Um, when I get somebody on the phone who has 
downloaded content, seen a webinar, or asked for a demo. Um, I always try to call out what they were looking at when they mm. did that action, whether it was the page they you know, did the demo request on. Like, oh, hey, I saw you were looking at this. Why were you requesting a demo? Like, mm-hmm. try to make it, like, we have the technology now to know exactly what they were looking at almost. So it's yeah. it's great to see and kind of poke that. Like, what were you looking at? Why were you looking at this? How about I you? Will say, I will say this, and I've I've actually had this thrown back in my face a little bit once or twice. Not necessarily while I'm here, but yeah, one time it happened when, while I worked for Work Gateway, and they asked me, how did you get my information? And, I mean, that's an interesting question, and it always, it's it's obviously tinged with a little bit of stress, right? Right. I mean, but, but here, I'll tell you how I answer that question, and you can tell me how you answer that question. I say, well, we're a technology company, and so therefore we have access to technology that allows us to research information that exists publicly, you know, in, in various ways. Um, so that's how I obtained your information. You know, we, we, I just looked you up. Yeah. It's essentially what I say. Yeah. I mean, and then I just pivot to, you know, do you have 15 minutes so we can have a quick chat? You know I mean? Just, we, I, I try to pivot off of that, but it's like, you know, it's, it's part education, right? You want to educate them a little bit as to why, Okay, so it's not random. I didn't just pull your name out of a hat or, or I'm not sitting here with a phone book, right? So I'm not just calling right. you out of the blue, right? I, I, I use specific criteria to, or either I used it or thank God we have amazing researchers like David and Wesley that do that for us uh, in a lot of cases. But, you know, we, I've done it in the past. I've had to look up my own leads. I've had to yeah. find them, you know. Um, that, but that's essentially kind of what you say as well. Yeah, essentially the same thing is just, yeah, let them know that we have a system that we are able to look them up in and that, you know, their information is publicly publicly available. Whether they want it to be or not is a different right. story. <laughs> but <laughs> I actually did, but that same person asked me, they said, well, what website did you get my information from? And I just said, Zoom info. Any other questions? I mean, you know, I mean, it's... Come on. I mean, yeah, it, like, it, it exists. It exists. And you need just be okay with that. It exists. It's all right. You don't want to talk to me? Don't yeah. talk to me. It's okay. I'm not going to be mad. Just, you know. I will not be offended if you, <laughs> you know, don't want to talk. Right. Right. It's tell just, me you yeah. don't want to talk. Actually, <laughs> if you tell me you don't want to talk, that actually makes my day easier because then I'll never call you again. So, you know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> or at least wait a while before, so you can forget well, we had well, this conversation. I, we've had this conversation. There is no do not call list. We've had this conversation. You think, you say, put me on your do not call list. There is no do not call list. The the, the There's a don't call you for six months list. We've got that. We've got that don't call us until, the, until Christmas. We've got that list. But, but we don't have the do not call. I'm sorry. That's not part of the... Part of the services here at Reward Gateway. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. It's a joke. Please don't get upset. Um, okay. Now, this is my favorite part of the outline so far. I want to talk about it. Voicemails. Yes. D- 
Do you leave voicemails? If so, how much information do you give away on your voicemail? Again, I feel like every answer is it varies. <laughs> this call. So, so um, you don't have you, like like let's just let's just isolate outbound. Let's just isolate outbound right now. Let's just say outbound. That's it. Do you I have a single up. strategy for outbound? So I mix it up. You mix I it up. don't leave okay. a voicemail every single time I call because I feel like the overattached girlfriend meme. If I do leave a voicemail every single time I call. Um, You're a little too needy? I feel really needy if I leave a voicemail every time. Um, Some of them are really short. Some of them are rambling, especially if I get caught off guard because their voicemail like picked up earlier than I thought. Or their voicemail makes it sound like they actually picked up the phone. Oh, I hate that so much. It's so annoying. It is. <laughs> so then it becomes like this rambling mess that I'm like, I hope I remembered to leave my name and phone number. Um, when someone answers the voice, when their voicemail message starts off with, this is John Smith. And you, that you have, you assume like, that's them picking hey, up the phone. It's John. And you're like, Oh, oh uh, uh, no, it's no, not. It's not John. It's John's not there. He's, He's in Bermuda somewhere. He doesn't know what you're doing calling him. He doesn't have any idea. Um, no. Okay. So, 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 it, it you, so you switch it up. Okay. Here's my strategy, and I'll tell you why I started using this strategy. I leave, I leave a very short voicemail first. So I'll even give you my voicemail message right now. I say... Hey, John, there's no need to call me back. I sent you an email earlier this week entitled Employee Reward. You may want to check your spam folder uh, if you don't see it in your inbox. But when you get a minute to give me your thoughts on that email, I'd really appreciate it. This is Matt McLean with Reward Gateway. Thanks. Now, here's why I love that voicemail message. That voicemail message does a few things. First, it says there's no need to call me back, meaning... I'm taking the stress off of you right away, right? You don't have to pick up the phone to call me back. I'm not leaving my phone number at all. I point back to the email that I just sent either a day or two before, depending on when it falls in the sequence. You know, sometimes if you send an email, it's a day later or two days later, you're sending a voicemail or or calling them and leaving a voicemail. So I point back to the email. So I'm pointing back to their inbox, which is where they spend 95% of their time anyway, right? Right. So I'm pointing back to that. I say, hey, check your spam if you don't see it in your inbox. So I'm giving them a little clue. I'm telling them the name of the email so they can look for it. And then I give my name at the end of the voicemail. The reason I do that is because if, and this is, again, this is the reason reasoning that I have heard online, is that if you give your name and company at the end, people are more likely to remember it versus at the beginning. Because if it's a 30-second message or a 25-second message and you say your name only at the beginning, they're not going to remember who it was. But if you say it at the end... No, they're just going to delete the message or... Yeah. Yeah, not remember it. Now, now look, I, I have to be perfectly honest with you. I have, I still don't have a ton of people calling me back. But I do feel like that no. that's, that is an, a message that over the course of time, and I've only really been using it for a couple of months, over the course of time will end up being a, a, a beneficial thing. What do you think? What do you think of that voicemail message? 
I do the same thing, but I also leave my phone number to just in case they are that person who likes to call back. I've not really had that person ever, but you know, (laughs) give them the option. I mean, that's Um, what I, that's, that's kind of where I'm coming from though. It's like, it's like they, I haven't gotten a ton of callbacks. So why even leave my number? Right. Just point them back to the email. I like it. Maybe I'll try it your way. Less words, (laughs) (laughs) less words, less talking. Um, now I'll say now let's let's just assume that you have four calls, four outbound calls in a which is typical, four to five calls in an outbound sequence is probably about right. You're yeah. gonna leave a you're gonna leave a voicemail call one, not gonna leave a voicemail call two. Gonna leave a voicemail call three, not call four. Um and if there's a call five, probably not a voicemail. If there is a call five, I'm probably gonna skip a voicemail on two, three, and four. And I'm going to leave one on call five. Um, if I leave a fifth, if I leave that second message, I'm only going to leave two messages no matter what. So that's it. I mean, if it's four, four or five calls, I'm only going to leave two voicemail messages because if after the if after the fourth call and I'm calling a fifth time and I'm getting your voicemail again, you're, you're never clearly not going to pick up. You're not going to pick no. up, and you're not calling me back. So I'm just not going to waste my breath with a lot. So, I, you know, on the fifth call, I might leave something like, hey, this is Matt with Ward Gateway calling again. I've sent you a few emails. Would love to hear back from you. Let me know if we can help. And, I mean, that's essentially it. I mean, I just, I, it's yeah. very basic. Again, pointing back to the email. You could argue that that's just not enough information. It's not compelling enough to get them to reply back. But if 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 what I've sent you so far isn't compelling enough, then it's not going to be compelling enough on this last ditch effort i don't think me, i could be wrong the way i do kind of my voicemails is kind of like how i do my emails like i hyper personalize them in the first couple and then get less and less as time goes on okay I if that you. makes sense that does make sense this is not necessarily to this is the last thing we're going to talk about tonight and i threw it on the outline because it does have to do with calling but it's different because it's text messaging. Now, you know me pretty well, and you know that I am a huge proponent of text messaging. Oh, yeah. I, I love it. Yeah. I think it is by far and away, since working at Reward Gateway, the method by which I have gotten the most responses. And now, now don't get me wrong. My, my phone, the phone is not blowing up. I'm not saying that I'm getting like, you know, 50% response rate on text messages. It's not like that. But Dang. Per, but I know, that would be nice, right? But percentage-wise, the most responses I have gotten is via text message. So, my question to you, do you use it? If so, how do you use it? So, that's funny. For I I do use text messages occasionally. Um, usually, like, once or twice in a cadence. Um mm-hmm. But I don't usually get responses back. Okay. So here's my... I'm going to... No, go ahead. Go ahead. You were going to say something else. I cut you off. Sorry. I was about to say, I've stolen your text messages before. Steal them. And they have not worked for me. Okay. And I don't... I don't know. Well... We're all a little different. You're you're clearly (laughs) changing something that makes them not effective. It's, It's obviously that's the case. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Danielle. 
Danielle's the only thing you're changing. The only thing. Wow. No, I'm probably changing more. No, no, no. You're probably not. It it, it all depends on the person. And it really depends on the... Le- I, I really just depends. Again, I, it's needle in a haystack without bound. It just is. I mean, that's just... it's. It, it just is. So my text messages are informational first message which is hey i've reached out to you a few times would love to have a chat with you let me know if i could if i need to still be reaching out we've helped so and so company with this so it's very informational second message is a variation of my breakup uh email my breakup email which is the old and i know we talked about this last week with cold emails the old one two three one two three four option uh, as it relates to that. But I do a variation of that on the second text message. And again, far and away, the message that gets replied to the most. I mean, even more than my breakup email gets applied, gets replied to. That email wow. gets replied to more and I, more than, than, than any of the other ones. And so I will use it until the cows come home, as they say here in the South. I have a question for you. Yes. How I, long I is your questions. first... I know you do. How long is your first text message? Like, how many characters? You know how sometimes it splits oh, it up into multiple? Yeah, no, it doesn't. It doesn't split it up into multiple. I want to say, I want to say it would probably fit on a tweet. It's probably less than 280 characters. Um, okay. I would, I would need to for sure go back and look at it because that's a great question. I don't know for, I know the second text is longer than that because I put some spaces in between it. So like I, I, yeah. I create I create sort of sections. So I have the the section where I say I want to let me boil it down for you, and then I give them the three options, and then I give them one final line. Just let me know what you think. So it's it there are some spaces in there. The first text message doesn't have any like uh, okay. line breaks, it doesn't have any line breaks or paragraph breaks or anything. That the second one does. So the second one is longer than the first one, and yet it still has a higher reply rate than the first one so interesting you know, go go analyze that do you use emojis sometimes that's a great question sometimes i do um not with everyone and i'd never use an emoji on the second one and i don't know why but okay. i just never have that's i don't know this i don't have any idea why i do that i'm curious um, as to the psychology of this now I don't, I, I Will don't, people reply more with an emoji or without? That's a great question. Uh, maybe we should have that as a... A-B uh, 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 test it. Uh, we'll A-B test it and we'll figure that out. That's a great... That is great for like, you know, trying to figure out what's going to work. Because I don't know. Like, I, I don't have any data around that. Like, I don't have any... Like, I don't have anything to point to to say, like, oh, well, that person replied clearly because I put an emoji. I know. I don't have any... I don't have a clue. So... Yeah. But no, that's great. I mean, I would love to look that up. And and if you send text messages, if you're listening to the show, you send text messages, do you put emojis in there? Let us know. TheAmericanSDR at gmail.com. Give us some feedback. TheAmericanSDR at gmail.com. Gmail.com is where it's at. Um, by the way, how long have you had your Gmail account? I always like to ask people this. Well... So I have my old Gmail account with my maiden name, which so I've you, had since Gmail was a thing. Right. So that was like 2005, 2006, somewhere around there, 2005, 2007, somewhere around there. Yeah, somewhere. 
I think it's been around. I mean, I think I got my first. I got my email, my Gmail account. I got somebody to get me a, a send me an, uh, an invite for it, like a beta invite for it when it was still in its beta yeah. stage. When I was, I want to say it was like 2004, 2005, something like that. But Matt Dot McLean was already taken, so I, I had to come up with something else. Yeah, my first one, I had to put my last name first. Pasquale Danielle. Dee Pasquale Danielle. Dee Danielle. That's right. Sorry. I, always, I have a problem remembering that you have the D in front of your name, your last name, because mm. there's a pizza chain called Pasquale's. So. Yeah. Have you ever had that problem? Near us, too. No, no, people just can't say it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, look. Cold calls. I think what we've determined from this amazing show is that they're necessary they're sometimes fruitful and most of the time a pain in the neck but you got to get it done what do you think of my i think summary? that sums it up okay. i think that sums it up pretty well <laughs> it sums it up pretty well well that's good because it's the end of the show now so we're gonna wrap it up um what we want is for people that have listened if you haven't already heard me say it please Reply to us through email, theamericansdr at gmail.com. Question of the week is the same one it was two weeks ago. How many words do you keep your subject lines to and why? How? And if you don't want to answer the why part, just send us a number. Four words. That's it. It takes you four. It would take you two seconds to reply to that. So just send us that. <laughs> How many words do you put in your emails, subject lines, and let us know. We want the feedback. We want to know what our audience thinks. Um, you can also, of course, check us out on Twitter at the American S. Oh, sorry, at American SDR uh, on Twitter. And again, check the um, show um, description for links to our LinkedIn accounts. You can connect with us personally on LinkedIn. Danielle, this has been a successful episode too. What would you say? I think it definitely has. Okay, well there. Then Can't all- wait to hear it. The only thing, well, you're going to hear it. It's going to be awesome. The only thing left to do is to get us out of here with our amazing intro music. Um, it's the outro music now, though, right? So it's it's playing us out. <laughs> Should it be playing backwards? Maybe. I don't know. Check us out online and please get back to us. We love you. Thanks so much for listening. See you next time. Bye, guys. <laughs>